Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Call Susie Ferguson Tokoingawa. I'm in for Wallace Chapman today. And with us on the panel, Connor English, President of the New Zealand Esports Federation. Also with us today, Anjum Rahman, Project Co-Lead of Inclusive Aotearoa Collective Tahono. Now today on the programme, the PMs had a crack at banks for the billions they're making in profits. It can leave a pretty bad taste at a time when so many are struggling. But is it actually a good thing? Hmm, text us. 2101, we'll be discussing that just after four o'clock this afternoon. Also, buying a ticket for an event, but don't turn up. The charity that is hoping thousands of people will do just that. Also, this afternoon, talking on the phone, you know, using it for the thing that it was actually invented for before doom scrolling and taking photos. Do you remember that? But are we rubbish at it these days? Let us know. Of course, the Climate Change Conference COP27 is starting in the desert in Egypt. And what should we be doing back here to amp up New Zealand's flood protection before that disaster strikes? And also, who pays for it? We'll be talking rental cars after the headlines at 4.30 and whether there could be a shortfall with visitor numbers going up. And here's a question for you. Would you consider hitchhiking instead? Is it safe? Have you picked up a hitchhiker? Text us your stories to 2101. Also, we'll be hearing about a close encounter with a shark. All of that is coming up on the panel here on RNZ National. You can email us in the studio, the panel at rnz.co.nz and of course you can text us 2101 love to hear from you this afternoon we'll be starting though by looking up at the skies and stargazers are in for a treat tonight with the last lunar eclipse until 2025 it's going to be a leisurely one at that almost an hour and a half long you will have to stay up late for it though now a lunar eclipse of course is when the moon travels through the earth's shadow Weather forecast, well, it is looking like clear skies in store for the mid to lower North Island. Also for much of Tawaipau Namu, I'm not sure about for those of you in Tamaki Makaro, Auckland, unfortunately. Let's go it all now, though, with Māori astronomer Rangi Matamua, who is on the line. Kia ora. Kia ora, Susie. Pēhā koe. Uh, thank you for being with us today. Um, this is going to be a really interesting one. Do you know what it's going to be looking like? Well, I've heard different reports. One of them's um, suggesting that it will really look fa- fantastic, actually because of the eruption in Tonga um, during the year and um, the amount of particles that are in the atmosphere at the moment. It, apparently uh, there's huh. an idea that it'll be really grow- glowing quite red this evening, but let's wait and see. That sounds like it's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, and, of course, we're not going to see it for another few years, so it sounds like it's going to be really worth it. Um also, of course, the rest of the night sky up there, including Matariki. Yeah, no, so Matariki will be in the sky while the eclipse is on tonight. So um, just something else that's interesting to be up there in the night sky, actually. And, uh, you know, um, looking for Australia, apparently, it will be seen just as the moon is rising relatively full tonight. So um, over there, it should be absolutely spectacular. We're going to be seeing an awful lot of good pictures, I reckon, on social media of this one in the hours to come. What about the significance, though, to Māori? What does something like this kind of happening mean? Well, for Māori, we have a belief that um, there's a sinister element um, for an eclipse like this. Um, You know, our narrative states that the sky and the earth were pushed apart and light flooded in and 
uh, there was a, there is a god that we have, Fido. Fido was actually the god of darkness and um, kind of evil intent and illnesses. And he's every so often he he attacks the moon and the sun, trying to crash the world back into darkness. Mm. So <laughs> not not the best intentions, I suppose. But it's also a time, I guess, of triumph because. Even though he's striving to do that, the moon and the sun always overcome the darkness in the sky. And so, um, you know, it'll be beautiful to see. And it's a time of caution for Māori. But then it's a time of celebration as the light comes back and bathes the world. And it's, it's, it's the light of the moon and tomorrow morning, the light of the sun. Mm, absolutely. Have you noticed a, an uptick of interest at all in, in the night sky and the various goings on that we see since the Matariki public holiday, the first one indeed of the Matariki public holiday that we had earlier on this year. Absolutely and it's probably been a little bit of a movement that's happened in the last couple of decades with not just mm. um, Matariki but in the past five years in particular Māori lunar calendar systems and even indigenous knowledge across the world there's been a resurgence. As people are looking for more intimate ways I guess to understand the environment and to connect and um, you know, you were just uh, mentioning before about the uh, conference that's happening in Egypt at the moment and talking about climate and mm. the way that the world is changing. And I think there is a bigger awareness that the earth and, and the environment is more than just a resource. It's part of who we are and we're part of it. And so these kind of indigenous systems of knowing and being really help us form a different kind of relationship with our natural world. And... Um, help us understand its movements and changes and really connect. And I think in many ways, it forces us to be responsible for our natural world. Mm. Are you going to be staying up late for it? I will be up late. I was um, trying to get in a little bit of a snooze on the couch about uh, an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) I can get up and I'm hoping to see it from start to end, actually. It is going to be a bit of a late one. I think it starts at just after... 10 o'clock, but that maximum eclipse isn't happening till one minute to midnight. Yeah, and then um, it'll be another few more, but, but a, about an hour or so, I think, before it actually comes clear on the other side as well. Mm, so, it's going to be um, a you know, bit of a late, late one. Bit of a late yeah. one, absolutely. Um, you're up in uh, Kirikirirua, um, I think. What's it looking like weather-wise? Yeah, it's not looking too good at the moment. It's mm. not too bad. Bit of high cloud, um, but there are patches of of blue, so I'm hoping by tonight all the clouds go to Auckland and we're looking okay. Yeah, I had a bit of a look at the weather forecast earlier. It's not looking too flash for Auckland. Uh, I have to say it's a glorious day in Wellington today. You don't often get to say that, do you? Anjum Rahman, let's bring you in, of course, one of our panellists. Kia ora, salam alaikum. Kia ora. You are also in uh, in Hamilton. Um, Is this something you're going to be taking a look at later on? Yeah, I definitely will be trying to take a look at it and I'm really loving to hear about the spirituality aspects around this because um, for our faith as well, uh, we see the eclipse as a special time of prayer and and reflection. Um, So, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Are you going to be marking it with any particular event? No, not an event as such, but mm. um, often uh, there's congregational prayers that are said, um, and and it's a time to to reflect on you know on God, on nature, on on the signs of God, and so um, in a sense, it's it's about thinking beyond yourself and thinking about the marvels that are in front of us and being grateful for what we have. Mm. Connor English, bringing you in as well. It's a 
good reminder, isn't it, that we're just a little tiny speck of rock in space. Well, we are, aren't we? And we're a little speck on the on the surface of the Earth as well. Yeah. So, um, but look, the universe has always fascinated me, and and these sort of events um, I, I find quite extraordinary. So, I, I probably will stay up um, yeah. and and have a look at it because it isn't that common, is it? So, uh, be quite cool to see. Not that common, and not that common that you'll necessarily get the clear sky in Wellington for it. That's true, yeah. <laughs> indeed, yeah. indeed. And um, I'd be interested to know, actually, for those of you listening, do you feel more connected to these sorts of lunar events now that we've got Matariki and perhaps other cultural connections like Anjum is mentioning? Is this the kind of thing that's worth staying up for? Have you got a renewed vigour for that kind of thing? Let us know, 2101. I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Uh, Rangi... Uh, Matamua with us. Uh, I suppose just finally, um, there's also going to be, I understand, four red objects in the sky with the moon and Mars and then a couple of stars as well. It's pretty exciting tonight. It is. It is very exciting. And um, I mean, the, 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 the display that the cosmos puts on every night is just absolutely spectacular. And it's something that we, we need to really care for. I mean, um, I think there's something like 60% of the world's population can't see the night sky due, due to pollution and light pollution in particular. That's and extraordinary. We really, yeah, it's, um, we need to be um, aware of that. I mean, the, the stars are, um, are so important in our understanding of who we are as, you know, as, as people. And in particular, the lunar calendar is the most universally used calendar system traditionally was and every place in the world had it and when we've gone to the solar calendar, mostly, firstly, through Julius Caesar, really, and then Pope Gregory, so we've got the Gregorian calendar, it really has universalised a single system of time and severed this bigger connection to marking the moon and the stars in, in terms of telling time and, and season. So, you know, hopefully this inspires people to get out and, and reconnect to that more traditional and connected environmentally way of understanding our world. Mm, we're so lucky as well. We've got the dark skies areas in quite a few parts of Aotearoa, New Zealand as well, around the country. They'll be particularly spectacular places perhaps to take a look. I'd say the Mackenzie Basin would be spectacular. Um, Aotearoa, um, Great Barrier Island, those dark sky reserves uh, will be f- f- magnificent to see it. Mm. Fingers crossed that the weather... Holds out and the sky's clear. Rangi Matamua, thank you very much. Ngamihi for your time today. Māori astronomer there at the University of Waikato uh, talking about that lunar eclipse, which sounds like it is going to be a pretty beautiful thing to see. Uh, Now, let's go to our panel. Um, I've been thinking, what have you been thinking about, Connor English? Um, Well, look, Susie, I've been thinking about a a film premiere that I saw at the end of last week at Hmm. the Brooklyn um, picture theatre here in Wellington and it was called A Mild Touch of Cancer and it's about a, a new revolutionary um, uh, CAR T-cell therapy for treating cancer and a, and a Kiwi guy called David Downs who went to the States um, and um, you know got the, got the benefit of that uh, and it's very expensive and it's been over there uh, but now the Maligan Institute in, in New Zealand and they were at the um, they gave a bit of an update at the movie premiere um, they're doing work on it here and running a trial here. So there's Kiwis that are being treated with this uh, CAR-T therapy, cell therapy, you know, right here in New Zealand, uh, and it's work that's been done right here in Wellington. I mean, groundbreaking stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and I've been thinking that's a pretty bloody good thing, and I'm also thinking that it's pretty 
um, it'll be even better when they develop variations on the technology to deal with other cancers other than just the blood cancers which they they uh, currently treat. So it's a pretty exciting thing in the cancer cancer world, and it's lovely to see the story told in such an effective way. Um, and of course, through this movie, you know, so many people—is it a third? A third of us experience cancer in our lifetimes. It's yeah, fairly uh, significant statistics. So clearly, a lot of people may, in the future, fingers crossed, get get some kind of benefit. See, yeah, you know, see exactly. this. Yeah, yeah you just got to stay alive long enough to to be able to benefit from the from the new technologies. Absolutely. Anjum Raman also with us on RNZ National this afternoon. What have you been thinking about? Yes, so I've come out of um, the counter-terrorism conference last week and so, you know, headspace all filled up with things around violent extremism and particularly online harm and the spread of, um, you know, extremist content online and we're thinking about um, the level of the video of the Christchurch mosque attacks and some and some really harmful material, and um, looking at also what is happening to Twitter in the last week or two, um, feeling some real concerns because there you know there's the conventions like the Christchurch call, there's global internet forum to counter terrorism, which um, is companies that are working together to ensure that that stuff doesn't proliferate mm-hmm. on the big platforms. And what what is the new Twitter? space going to be like now well well, what is it going to be like because I have to say my Twitter feed is kind of I mean it's completely changed from a couple of weeks ago even yeah I'm not I've moved off I haven't deleted my account I'm now on this um, Mastodon journey and got up to 300 followers so yay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a couple of weeks. But um, it, I'm finding it really interesting because there's no algorithm, um, which is one of the main features of most social media platforms and how they monetize those platforms is through the use of algorithms. And one of the big pieces of the Christchurch Call Summit was this research on algorithm that Twitter was going to do. Mm. Are they still? Indeed, indeed. And of course, lots of people, as you say, are going to... Mastodon, or, or indeed, I've seen quite a few people in New Zealand saying, I'm in Mastodon now. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? You're with the panel on RNZ National. <laughs>